my name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and under normal circumstances, we'd get together in the pub and thrash out our ideas over a beer or two. But we can't, because most of us now live in countries where it's impossible to go outside, never mind nip around the corner for a drink. So, we thought, we'd do it remotely. And on each episode of Cabin Fever, I'll be joined by friends from around the world to share a beer, to talk through our lives and to process what we're dealing with, and sometimes just have a bit of a moan. Listen in. Welcome to this, the second episode of Cabin Fever. And before I introduce my guests for this evening, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody so far who's listened. Um, I will try and speak a little bit more slowly, given some of the feedback that I've received over the the past couple of days. Um, And when it comes to technical hiccups, you'll just have to bear with us. It's the nature of the format. Uh, So tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Porik Fox, qualified beer sommelier, proud Carlo man, general manager of Guinness Open Gate Brewery in Dublin. Hi, Porik. Hey, Owen, how's it going? Um, By Katie Mather, writer at Pellicle, Ferment Magazine. She's an onophile, a bibliophile, and she's author of the essential weekly newsletter, The Gulp. Hi, Katie. And by Will Hawks, a long-suffering Fulham fan and beer and travel writer for, among others, The Washington Post. Hi, Will. Hi there. Maybe we can just kick it off, as we did last time, by doing a sort of a round the houses to see how everybody's doing. Uh, Katie, before the, the two dads uh, dive in, how do you want to tell us how you're doing and what you're drinking? Uh, yeah, um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing a lot better than I have been. Um, that sounds pretty ominous, but <laughs> it's just that um, being that I usually I'm anxious um having something to be anxious about that doesn't seem to be getting any better anytime soon has been quite an experience um and I'm kind of at the point now where I'm accepting that I'm not not going to find out what's going what when it's going to get better and I have to say my nails and I'm kind of just okay with it now for the time being like fingers crossed um I'm drinking Hawkshead Brewery's lighter times um it's their low alcohol pale it's 0.5 percent it's just because i basically hit the wine pretty hard yesterday because the sun came out <laughs> i sat in my garden um so yeah it's just nice to have something that is quite light in alcohol so it's really nice actually cool and Porig, how about you uh yeah doing okay um working from home with a wife who's also working from home and a small toddler who has decided that nap time is uh, something binned now that we're not going to do that anymore so that's presenting a couple of little daily challenges but on the whole we're we're, we're good um fairly positive like i'm kind of a bit of an optimist anyway so uh like katie said don't really see the end date coming but um the, the figures in ireland aren't as bad as they could be so just trying to take positivity from that and i am currently drinking a dot brewing uh joel's barrel aged vietnamese coffee stout batch five which is a 10.8 percent heavy hitter we wouldn't we wouldn't have thought any less of you had you just brought a guinness on you know that would have been fine too oh if i run out of this one there's a couple of cans in the fridge so we'll be okay and will how are you getting on in london yeah not too bad um it's it's a very strange time in london because normally it's as i'm sure you all know um uh, hectic and it's incredibly quiet there's no planes going overhead me and my wife are both working from home we've got three kids so we're kind of doing shifts um looking after them and then trying to do whatever work we can 
she's got a much more important job than mine. So uh, <laughs> I'm doing probably the majority of, of, of looking after children. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's 95% enjoyable and 5% just uh, intense. So, so far, so good. But I think we've got plenty of, of, of weeks coming up before this this whole thing played out. So we'll see. Um, I'm thinking, uh, this is not deliberate, I'm thinking... Um, Lost and grounded Keller pills because <laughs> I really like it, and um, uh, it just you know it, it, it's just a very delicious and easy drinking lager beer. For those of you who don't know, Will just wrote uh, a profile on Lost and Grounded Keller pills for Pelican Magazine, and we can get to the promotional stuff towards the end. Maybe for now we'll leave it, but uh, you know, totally coincidental, I'm sure. I myself, I think I'm pretty much in the same situation as you, Will. Um, myself and my wife, well, I'm technically on parental leave still, so I should have been working from home for the next two weeks, but I've been joined in my home office by my wife and my two kids. And we are um, the same, trying to work out uh, routines and patterns and getting the children some structure and trying not to throw them in the lake and trying to get outside, but also trying to stay away from people. And it's proving to be, I think, a delicate balance and we just got notification well there was a, a comment at the weekend that basically belgium could be locked shut down for the next eight weeks i think we're in it for the long haul and me i am drinking uh, something from navel which is a dutch sort of wild and spontaneous fermentation brewery from nijmegen really interesting brewery they make really interesting beers with mixed and wild fermentation um, and this is a beer that was inspired by London Porter, but though I'm not sure if the Porter experts would necessarily agree with that. Maybe we can just, um, what I was really interested in, particularly having Porygon, you know, as someone who runs a brewery, how are you guys, what, when, how is the decision made to shut down and what does that entail for you? Uh, it entails quite a bit and it wasn't a, an easy decision to make. And I think part of it was that the government Irish government kind of shut everything down anyway but I think if that hadn't happened we were ready to go and, and do it ourselves anyway um so came into work on on Thursday morning kind of kind of half planning to, to open up but at the same time watching the news and then as the day kind of went on and on it just it, it opening really felt like it would be the wrong thing to do so the way we work is we're kind of a pre-booking system so luckily we were kind of able to contact everybody before we opened and let them know that we weren't going to be able to open that evening. And then a couple of hours later, the government made their decision anyway. Um, but for the, the brewing side of it, it was basically, we, we don't know when we're going to need beer again. So it was filled the tanks with kind of laggers, things that take a little bit longer to ferment. And there's somebody coming in every, every day or so, but one at a time just to check, make sure nothing has exploded or nothing's gone wrong. Um, because as you said, we, we could be in this for the long haul. So we're basically turning off everything that didn't need to be switched on. Um, we've turned off bookings to visit the tap room on the website and just trying to stay in contact with people through social if they have any questions. And how's the bigger brewery dealing with it then? So yeah, so the big brewery normally on St. Patrick's Day, myself and Steve Gilson, who's the, the head brewer, would kind of raise a pint to employees and, and wish everybody a, a happy St. Patrick's Day. This year we did it over Zoom using cans of Guinness. Um, Steve is actually able to run quite a bit of the brewery from his laptop at home. So we've basically stripped back all employees to essential staff only. So only those who need to be in have to be in. And the brewery is still able to operate, still able to work away. We're still able to get beer into tank and, and take in our deliveries of malt and whatever else. But it's very much scaled back on a, on a people front so that people don't need to be in if they don't have to be in. 
Yeah, and I imagine the building, I mean, the brewery is at such a scale that it can just sort of run, well, not by itself, but by minimal supervision. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're fairly skilled brewers in, in what they do. There is still somebody on site because, you know, with 200 odd years of using the same yeast, if anything was to happen to that, then that's a, a lot of uh, complications for the brewery that we don't need. So there is still the right key people in in the right areas. So, Will, you know, you're based in London. Obviously, we're speaking just before Boris Johnson gives his whatever statement he's going to make uh, this evening, which is uh, Monday evening. But the direction of travel seems only really to be going one way. How how do you see that going and, and what kind of adaptations do you think you're going to have to make now in the coming weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing is, I, at the moment, I've got plenty of work to be getting on with, which presents its own problem because obviously you've got to look after kids, um, it's a weird thing to do to be getting in touch with people uh, during this and saying, can you speak to me about such and such? Because it all seems uh, incredibly inconsequential. Um, but but at some stage, the likelihood is, I mean, no one, not no one, but very few people are commissioning work at the moment. I had an email from the, the Post saying they're not going to commission any new travel stories for obvious reasons. So uh, that's kind of died off. It really depends on what the the British government decides in terms of freelancers, which I am one, um, what happens next. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not in any serious financial strife. My wife has got, has got a great job and will be okay. But obviously it's, it is a concern, um, but it's not a very big concern given what's happening to to other people at the moment so we'll see i mean who knows what's going to happen next really it's kind of it's very it's, it's hard to even to, to to speculate about professional stuff because we just have no idea what's what's coming down the road i mean it must have been you were talking and i know you said this on social media as well that your son had a bit of a cough and there was a bit of a scare that must have been that must have been a bit of a, a scary situation yeah it was i mean i kind of i've soothed myself by all of the talk that it hasn't really affected, uh, he's six, it hasn't really affected kids under the age of 10. Yeah. Um, he is, he is asthmatic, which is something that worried me because obviously that's a, that's a, that's a factor in the, in the, in the virus. Um, but he seems to be okay. You know, he's, 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 he's healthy, he's strong. So we're just staying here. We're, we're trying to avoid uh, going out and um, we've got plenty of, food and for the most part we're we're reasonably happy i wouldn't say 100 <laughs> you know, it's as good, yeah. as, you, as, good as you could you could expect really and i mean it, there must be quite busy now as now as well i mean i know it is for me trying to juggle work and trying to make sure the kids are you know dealt with how crazy are they driving you right now to be honest uh, of the three my oldest son is 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 a, is a delight um we spent, you know, like an hour this afternoon drawing cartoons, and that was great fun. My, my middle boy can be—he can be a struggle. Um, so, <laughs> you know, he's, he's yeah. It, it is what it is. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. Not, I, I work from home anyway, and sometimes the kids are ill, and so I, they've got them on, you know, on a on a in the corner while I'm working or interviewing people. So they're quite used to it. Um, the fact that there's there's two of us and that one of us is looking after them, the other one's working. You know, we have a an office where we can go and we're separate from the kids. 
so it's not too and we have a small a small back garden so they can have some fresh air too so it, it, it's it's quite a good situation in that respect yeah. um it could be a lot worse it could be yeah yeah well as a as a dad of a six-year-old and a four-year-old two girls i'm sort of i think we're good mentally for the next week week and a half and i think yeah. probably when 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 the the rot will probably start to settle in somewhere close to mid-april when they were supposed to be going away to their grandmothers and now obviously can't so uh maybe maybe my my mental state will be slightly less rosy than yours at that point yeah well i think i think the longer it goes on inevitably you know it's going to be more and more difficult but you have to we have to be ready for that i guess yeah well this is this is this is a heartwarming chat um katie <laughs> something <laughs> something we'll try and we'll pick up the mood we'll pick up the mood as 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 the beer starts to warm us up but um katie it was interesting what what will was saying you know about writing and sometimes it feels a little bit inconsequential we had uh, lily wade on the on on the podcast last week who was saying something similar and i know friends of mine who are struggling with that how how are you dealing with that um <laughs> am i um i don't know i think yeah, you're right. It's really hard to get it into my head that these things will matter again at some point. Um, so I'm just trying to sort of look at the commissions that I had before all of the shit hit the fan um, and see how either they will continue to make sense as pieces that could go out now or whether I'm just going to have to sit on them for a few months. Because obviously, if I've been writing about um, like tap rooms you should go to or whatever, that's, you know that's kind of useless now um but um I think Will was saying um you kind of feel a bit awkward calling people or emailing them at this moment in time and being like I know everything's gone to shit right now but mm. can you just give me like a few answers to these questions that seem really really pointless <laughs> it's just like yeah let's all kind of pretend that things are going to be normal at some point or we'll go a bit crazy I think that's something that I'm doing um is that denial is that what stage I'm at right I don't know. I mean, I've, I find now that people are actually quite responsive to their emails, which is great because, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a journalist, as a writer, that's not always the case. But now you email people and are like, yeah, I'm totally free. My schedule has totally opened up in the last, you know, two weeks. Yeah, I think I've noticed that a bit too. And um, another weird thing, which is really, I think it's a personal thing to me. I don't think it's been across the board, but like I've been having a hard time with like a bit of writer's block for the whole year so far anyway. Yeah. Um, kind of getting better and then all this has happened it's like I'll give you something real to think about now um so that's kind of put things in perspective so I'm kind of working on my own stuff now as well you know like um fictiony type things um just because it's something else to think about it's another project um and just seeing like just thinking about what I can do with that when we all go back to normal yeah yeah what's normal like in Clitheroe at the moment um, to be honest, um, I'm getting quite frustrated with how no one seems to care um, that this is happening. Um, it seems to be like something that the city should be worrying about, but not us. Um, that seems to be the attitude on the street. The, the, there's just people out and about still all the time. Um, and I've been in the house for the past week or so um, just because I can. I work from home anyway, so yeah. I might as well, like, it's possible for me to do that. I'm just going to do that when they shut the pubs um at the weekend they were rammed in town everyone was out it was like a bank holiday um and I just think people don't realize the severity of the situation around here um and I was reading a news piece um that was saying similar about 
sort of rural towns in like Cotswolds and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Of like the air's healthy around here and <laughs> <laughs> and we can possibly have those problems. I don't know what it is. It just maybe it's rural arrogance, is that a thing? <laughs> oh absolutely, yeah. It's just an odd thing. Like I, I went out um the other day um and I had to go and pick up a few things from the shop and I was like probably will take a mask with me, you know, just to be sure, look just to be safe. And I looked like an idiot. Like I was no one else was bothered. There were people just in crowds and browsing and just everything's happening as normal, which I suppose is nice in a way, but I just feel like oh, I don't know, it's making my anxiety peak, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well it's I mean I don't know how cathartic this conversation is going to be. We'll see how it goes, but um <laughs> You know, it's always good to talk about it. And I, I mean, what you're saying about just going out to the shops and, you know, doing the regular things. I, I found myself finding it very odd going to the shop this weekend just to pick up a couple of baguettes, you know, continental mm. Europeans and all that. Um, and that there was that there was no queue that 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 there was. There I mean, was people, no there was no queue in this. Well, it was a Sunday morning. There was uh, most people were probably still in bed, but there was no queue. But it just that that's something as mundane as going to the shop and hoping that. And hoping that they would have bread, which is something yeah. that often they don't. And, you know, just it just seems so odd. It struck me as so odd that, like, these run-of-the-mill things are now becoming so strange. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's completely the opposite here. I think everyone seems to be carrying on as normal, but they are stockpiling like crazy. So there's nothing in the shops still yeah. where I am. Um, I don't know about in London or anywhere else, but it's just like... I can't get my hands on anything, but then I usually have a, a good store of food in the house anyway. <laughs> I just do, so it's not too much of an issue now, but like to not have toilet roll and bread and paracetamol on the shelves for three weeks in a row, it's just a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I did make fun of all of the people who were going in and buying 12 boxes of, of toilet paper in Brussels. But then um, I came home and I looked in our toilet and I saw we only had like five rolls left. So suddenly yeah. it's like, you know, jokes on you, idiot. I think we've already kind of passed the stage of stockpiling. I think people did it the first week or so when it looked like um, the country was going to shut down. And now all of a sudden people are looking at 27 bags of pasta in their kitchen and kind of thinking, all right, maybe I didn't quite have enough space for what I thought I needed. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering as well, like, what are people doing with all the pasta? I'd love to see how creative people have been, or whether they are literally just chomping through, like, dry pasta. <laughs> I haven't got any supermarket content because I haven't been out for a week, but um, uh, I got some uh, celeriac in the, the food. And the only thing I know about celeriac is celeriac mash is really nice. So if anyone has any um, recipes involving celeriac, then I, I would very happily receive them. You're doing nothing to dispel the stereotype of elitist <laughs> Londoners eating eating their celeriac, you know, I'm in their happy, in their back the gardens. Let, let let people, you know, let the <laughs> let, let the rural people eat their pasta. I'll have my celeriac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one, and I have to say, I've never had as much beer in the house as I have now. It, it's almost like an excuse to drink, isn't it? Because it's, it's well this is stressful you need to give yourself a reward you say well for me it's like you're looking looking after three kids you know once they're in bed have a glass of beer or wine you know normally at normal times two or three maybe four days a week i probably won't i probably won't drink just just you know because yeah. financial health reasons but now it's like well you see what's happening you think 
you, you need to, and maybe you need to be good to yourself for a while. It, feel, it feels a little bit like the uh, period between Christmas and New Year where days kind of blend into one and the other and you kind of lose track yeah, of everything. It's like, well, definitely. you know, we'll have a beer tonight. It could be a Tuesday, it could be a Saturday, who knows. I have found it a, a good reason to start getting into the, the beers of Accelerant because um, there's, there's, there's been a load of them where it's like, oh, I'll keep this for a special occasion. I think, well, the world could end. That's a, that's a special enough occasion to, to start trying some of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to say I've been I've been um portraying it to my wife as a philanthropic effort helping friends with small businesses who yeah. need to who need to sell their beer and I have some money so I can buy it and you know it's okay if the if the seller is full of crates of beer for the next couple of weeks because you know what else are we going to do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wants to live in a in a in a in a culture or a country that doesn't have breweries or restaurants or you you have to help i mean it's it's a moral obligation what what has been really good to see is um a lot of restaurants being really proactive on offering takeaway menus and how they're managing that with social distancing and same with breweries that there's a really archaic law here about how much bre- how much beer a brewery can sell to an individual consumer um so the white hat yeah. for example have organized an online beer tasting for their beer that was due to launch this week so you can now buy a case of the beer from the brewery or from some of the off licenses that are working through delivery and stuff um so that's happening tomorrow night so it's really cool to see people kind of operating outside the lines a little bit so hopefully, if, if any good yeah. does come from this, we might look at some of those kind of laws and, and kind of make it a little bit easier for small breweries and restaurants and businesses to do business in the future. Yeah. And, and Will, as a, as a football fan, how, how, is, how, how much withdrawal are you experiencing from you know, not being able to, to watch sport on the TV anymore? Uh, yeah, a certain amount of withdrawal. <laughs> I, I do. Like my, my year is kind of, I've realised... You know, when it gets to the when it gets to the, the late winter, you get the Six Nations, and then you have the Cheltenham Festival, and then uh, the, the 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 cricket season starts, and then September football. I'm used to it. I used to work on the sports desk at the Independent, um, so it is. It's kind of, it, it, you don't have that as a fullback when when you're bored. You know, when the kids are behaving, and you think, well, I'll just put the TV on, see what's on. There's nothing there, you know. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's an opportunity in a way because I've um, I've converted that time into into reading, which is much more improving. Um, but I do miss it, and um, I do wonder, you know, when it's gonna when it's gonna come back. Yeah, it's a uh, it's really uncertain. Obviously, I mean, I'm a big rugby fan, and Porig, I'm sure. Yeah, you're you're probably the same. You know the the lack of a of a Six Nations in in the spring is just something totally alien. I remember the last time it was in two thousand and one with the foot and mouth crisis. Yeah, and and, and even in two thousand one, like you, you knew this was ending really shortly, and it'd just be postponed for a couple of weeks. Um, but the the Pro fourteen is um stopped all games for a next little while. Collective training is stopped. Um, I just kind of find myself wandering around yesterday evening, going, "This is normally when I check results of various different things and read match reports and stuff like that," uh, and that's not happening at the minute. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I'm cracking open my second beer um, because it's a Monday night and why not, which is a quadruple IPA. So before I slip off into um, alcohol-induced sleep, um, this is the kind of the, the time in the podcast where we can talk about like things that we've remarked upon that are strange, that are different, that have annoyed us. You know, this is, this is, this is the moment where you can really just let rip on, on, on things that have been irritating you. Katie, I know you've been off social media, but at the same time, you've also just set up an Instagram account, which is just about reading. Um, 
has that been a nice outlet for you? Like, what are you reading that's trying to guide you through this right now? Yeah, it's been a really nice change, actually. Um, so I've been a member um, of Twitter and a regular user of Twitter for 11 years, which is ridiculously just it just takes up a lot of my time um which i enjoy usually um but this um the virus all the constant news outbreaks all this speculation unsurety people making not very funny jokes about it um it was just too much so i thought rather than try and because i usually try and like overwhelm that with positivity and i was just like Mm -hmm. not feeling and it's not really my job to do that either so what i'm going to do is just leave for a bit and I, I hate to admit it, but it's done me the world of good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people were right years ago to tell me to stop using Twitter. Uh, who knew? Yeah. Um, so the Instagram account that I started um, was literally because um, I I started reading um, again, sort of last year. I I used to be such an avid reader, and then I just stopped. Like when I went to uni, I didn't have time, and I just got out of the habit. And it's like a habit you have to practice, I think. Um, it's hmm. not easy to make yourself sit down and and read a book, uh, especially if you're if you're not used to doing that. So, um, and I read some really good ones last week, uh, last year. Sorry. So I thought I would put that out and tell people that you know books are good. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the most important things about reading, reading or learning to read again <laughs> as an adult is you can admit that some things are just shit or you don't like them and you can just put down <laughs> and you can yeah. read and um, yeah you don't have to like challenge yourself to finish everything that you start because if you did that oh my god you would never read again no i have to say that's a very noble cause i have found myself using my time much less um educationally if if that's the right way of putting it i've I, i've i've fallen down a youtube rabbit hole lately of old champions league games from the early 2000s well, to, get, to, get me, to get me through this difficult time watching a lot of Leeds United and Deportivo La Coruña in, in very grainy uh, <laughs> very grainy HD and amazingly baggy uh, football jerseys. And what about you guys? What, have, what, have you, what kind of weird tics have you noticed in yourselves in the last couple of weeks that you've been employing in order to keep calm and carry on? Uh, it's kind of been it's kind of been nice being home with a uh, with a toddler who's going through like huge growth phases and on words and actions and things like that. Um, watching her learn, that's yeah. there's little moments where she gets ticked with things as well. But uh, these are moments I probably would have missed otherwise being in work. And uh, the other big thing I've noticed is that the level of work related emails has dropped considerably, which is really 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 <laughs> nice. And there's a like a massive realization now that not every email needs to be a meeting and not every meeting needs to be an email. And that we all maybe don't have to be in for yeah. talk every morning. So that's that's been kind of nice to notice in the background. I guess that, that's one thing that, that that might change out of this is that that sort of I'm not, I'm not saying this is you, but there is a, there is a culture certainly in the city I live in of sort of presenteeism and people yeah. being at a desk and you know the fact the fact of being there is more important maybe than than what they're actually achieving. You know, maybe if we recognize
Yeah, I think probably there's a certain section of Belgian society that feels entirely vindicated that everybody else's work ethic was a total nonsense and actually the best way of doing it was sort of, you know, just doing doing the bare minimum. That was sufficient. Anybody else want to have anything they want to get off their chest before we wrap it up? Um, if, well, if we're talking um, soothing stuff, soothing content that we've found, um, <laughs> Netflix has um, some of Monty Don's old like mini docs about like French gardens and Italian gardens. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the most soothing, uplifting thing you will watch. Also, Gardener's World is back, which is just a joy anyway. Um, but if you just want like an hour of just someone really passionately but calmly talking about plants as if they are the most amazing things on the planet then yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah you're speaking to the to the least green-fingered person i think probably that you know i just can't oh, you stand might, them. You, you might get turned into a, a garden lover after you've watched them I'll give it another few weeks of lockdown you might have to garden oh, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't start now yeah all right before we wrap up uh, Will, we mentioned your Lost and Grounded piece. Where can people find that if they need a little bit of respite, if they want something to read? On Pellicle, which is a very go-ahead, modern website full of tremendous quality articles. Porik, um, where can people find the beers from your small brewery? Um, locked inside the small brewery at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, whenever we get reopened, we'll be able to start uh, serving pints out of it again. Uh, Katie, have you anything coming up that you'd like to give a little plug to? Uh, just my newsletter really um i send it out every thursday um and i try and pack it full of just the best things that i've read or heard or seen um i try and keep it as uplifting as possible um there have been a few exceptions but i won't be doing that (laughs) everyone needs a bit of a perk perk up at the moment um and i've also been saying if anyone um who has um like a bottle shop or a brewery or anything and they're struggling to get online um i'm offering content help um, if they need to get on on the website and stuff like that so um they feel they can feel free to contact me for that great that's it for today thank you so much to you guys for calling in thanks for having us um i look forward to having you on again at some point in the near future i don't expect um situation is going to change very much then we'll have to then we'll have to cancel this podcast anytime soon you can find all the information about Cabin Fever at beercity.brussels. You can find me, Owen Walsh, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and all the usual social channels. Um, stay safe out there, guys. Take care of yourselves, and we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye. See you later. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all you listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time. <laughs>